Episode 290 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm Managing Editor Kirk Simonoff, sitting in for Bill. It's the end of the year, and that's always a good time to get with our Wichita Business Journal reporters to talk about what they saw in 2022 and how it could affect what the business community sees in 2023. Daniel McCoy, Shelby Kellerman, and Josh Witt join me for a roundtable discussion. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. For the final edition of the, the, the WBJ in 2022, we asked a group of leaders in business, government, and education one simple question. If you could leave Wichita for one day, what one thing would you accomplish? We're calling this project One Big Thing, and you can read the interesting and insightful responses beginning on page 13. This week we have three, count them three, lists in the Business Journal. Nursing home facilities, SBA loans, and SBA lenders. See who tops each list beginning on page eight. This week's 10 minutes with subject is Brian Wise. He's the new Chief Operating Officer at Freddy's Frozen, Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers and he's got a Wichita background. Meet Brian on page 23. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 19. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. It's time for the year-end reporters roundtable. Daniel McCoy's main beats are aviation, manufacturing, and Coke industries. Shelby Kellerman covers development and healthcare, among other things. And Josh Witt is wrapping up his first year with us covering commercial real estate and banking. So everyone, I went back and listened to our year-end podcast from 2021, and we didn't make any bold predictions that ended up looking silly or stupid. So congratulations to us all. Let's look back now at 2022 and each of your biggest beats. Uh, Daniel, let's start with you. What was what was was it the year you expected in aviation? Well, yes and no. Um, it it was it was a dynamic I expected, but kind of in different sectors of the industry. So uh, we had come into the year kind of expecting, uh, particularly in commercial aviation, uh, Boeing to write the ship maybe a little earlier than it did with uh, some of its primary programs uh, that drive work in Wichita. And I had kind of expected uh, maybe a little slower um, activity level in general aviation and, and business jets. But uh, what happened uh, ended up happening was a, a real pickup in uh, business jet activity for Textron Aviation primarily here uh, in Wichita. So they had a they had a really good year. Um, and then on the commercial side, things just uh, they they didn't grow as fast as as maybe we expected and and really got uh, started to get a sense of that here in the last quarter. Um so yeah, so uh, growth just maybe kind of juxtaposed from from what I had expected for 2022 because it ended up kind of aligning more with 2021 than I had expected. Shelby, how about economic development here in town? 
Yeah, I think in the area of economic development, especially in terms of industries, um, you know, we we certainly saw more industrial manufacturing uh, business activity, um, given that we have lots of warehouse space still, you know, under construction um, and that's still up for grabs. So we saw <clears throat> the likes of JTM Foods, uh, but most of the other bigger deals such as Pratt Industries and um, some of the others were more relocations of existing companies in, within Wichita, Pella industry or Pella um, uh, windows, for example, uh, moved into um, some of the, the web industrial uh, spec warehouses out in Northeast Wichita. Um, so uh, still some activity going on. Um, and we we did see some cybersecurity and <clears throat> tech movement um, in the last year. We had Nova Coast relocating here and uh, Nomadics um, opening up their their Wichita presence. So we'll probably continue to see that momentum going into, into next year. Um, but I think as far as locations go, I think we're going to continue to see um, a lot of suburban business growth, especially when it comes to these, you know, mega projects or maybe baby mega projects um, just because of the availability of land and, and resources, um, which is not to say that Wichita doesn't have plenty of infill opportunities, but just suburban communities like Park City and Valley Center and El Dorado have a lot to offer um, in terms of land availability. So um, I think that's somewhere we'll continue to look in 2023. Um, so, and then the other thing I would I would mention in terms of barriers to economic development, we covered pretty heavily this year, childcare. Um, <clears throat> I think employers have come to terms with the fact that the city's lack of childcare availability is impacting their employees. And so working parents, especially for newborns, are having a really hard time finding reliable childcare and affordable childcare. So um, I think in 2022, we brought some awareness to that issue. Um, and I think, again, that will continue to be um, an, an issue in, in, into next year and potentially some solutions. Josh, in your first year, you, you started covering commercial real estate and residential real estate. Talk about the the year as it progressed. Yeah, it was really, really fascinating on a couple of different fronts. I think, you know, building off something Shelby mentioned, the industrial side of commercial real estate remained, you know, hot and, and very healthy. Uh, ICT 21 construction progressing out there in North Wichita and landing their first tenant in JTM Foods was a major announcement late this summer. Um, we also have Iron Horse uh, with plans for the largest spec warehouse in that program's uh, history. Uh, so so things are still moving on the industrial side. Um also, you know, we had a couple months there late summer where it felt like every week there was a new announcement about revitalizing a downtown building. Uh, you had Keycentrics with their plans to to revitalize the old legacy antique building. You had the old Commerce Bank building. There's plans now to develop that and turn that into a, a mixed use luxury apartments and co-working space. You've got the former Sterling building turning now into the kingdom building. So just there was a couple months there where there, there was a lot of activity on that front uh, in downtown. So that, that continued to, to, I think continues to catch our eye as we look at maybe what could be next. And then, you know, multiple other things, but the Weigand landmark uh, president swap, uh, as we refer to it, uh, a wild 24 hours back in September, I think it was where, uh, where we found out Kevin Dryling was making the move from from Landmark to JP Wagon, and that 
Josh Turner, who had recently uh, left JP Wigan, was making the move to Landmark. So, so that definitely stands out. And then a couple final things on the commercial side. Multifamily may, remains really hot in this market. Um, pro- new projects being announced, projects getting close to coming to market, whether you're, you're talking uh, Avant, uh, Vantage Point Properties, Avant Project here and and in West Wichita, or you've got you, you got efforts around Wichita State University. You've got West Side and East Side efforts, so that that continues to have a lot of momentum. And I think uh, as businesses are sorting out, what does the new world of work look like? We've seen more people back to the office. You've also seen businesses starting to evaluate and get a better feel for what does our new office space look like, and that's going to clearly that an that an, had an impact on commercial real estate this year, and will continue to. Um, and then a final thing is, is we saw some national and regional regional brands uh, in the the restaurant space, retail space, uh, get off the ground here in this community and do well. Dutch Bros jumps to mind as a brand that is rapidly growing, uh, all, kind of all over town with a West Side uh, location and maze. Something off they got they're rolling off West Street and they've got plans for for Greenwich, uh, Greenwich Road. So. We've had that, and then the flip side with Torchies just just leaving uh, their their two locations in a in a pretty uh, overnight type of decision. So a lot of fascinating movement on the on the commercial side. Let me ask you about residential. You know, with inflation and rising interest rates, Wichita seems always to be a little bit of a have a little bit of a lag time when it comes to seeing those conditions and having those effects take, take hold. Uh, did that happen this year? Yeah, we're, we're absolutely seeing this market is not immune. It, it is not seeing the, the, the level, especially from a value standpoint, you're seeing, you know, some of your hottest markets in the U S your Boise's for example, uh, and then West coast markets have seen not just sales drop, but, but values drop. We're not seeing values year over year drop in residential real estate. We are seeing seeing sales though year over year with some significant drops. That being said, it's always it's important to keep in mind with with residential real estate and probably a variety of other things uh, in businesses. When you things were so abnormal in 2020 and 2021, when you look at year over year, there was no way residential sales were going to maintain some of the levels they were. So you look at 2019's numbers, maybe for a little bit better feel, uh, and we're we're still down from 2019 in residential real estate. So there's absolute when it comes to sales. So we are we're seeing some cool down. Um, it's not completely dire, I don't think by any by any stretch, but it's absolutely something to watch. Let's look specifically ahead to 2023 now, and I guess specifically with an eye on e- on how economic conditions will impact the the industries and the sectors you cover. Daniel, let's start with you and and aviation, both from the from the spirit side and then from the from the general aviation side. Yeah, so we do have uh, heading into the end of the year, we we have a little more clarity now on commercial um, how that's going to look for us next year, Boeing. Um, at its investors day uh, in November, kind of lined out uh, their their uh, near near term plan kind of through the middle of the decade. Um, and Wichita, you know, it's still a Boeing town uh, just in terms of commercial production. That's, you know, who drives drives that side of the ledger for us. So we know 737 max rate is going to stay at 31 for at Spirit, where they build fuselage, other components on that. That'll stay at 31 for most of, if not all, 
of 23. Um, the Dreamliner uh, had gotten some good momentum lately, huge United order. Um, you know, those are a little further out in the future, but Boeing has talked about increasing the production rate on that now that um, Dreamliner deliveries have resumed again after some quality control issues on that program. Um, so we see some stabilized, uh, at least, um, rates in commercial. It's not going to grow um, in the way that um, Spirit and its supply chain had had expected for 2023. Um, but there's there's a silver lining to that as well for um, suppliers on on workforce and technology and and everything else that they do. They might have a little bit of time um, to to catch up to some degree. Um, in, in anticipation of, of higher production rates, uh, just a little further out in the future than had previously um, been planned. On as it relates to the macroeconomics uh, of everything, um, you'll you'll really get a sense of how that's going to impact Wichita on the business jet side of things. Um, I, I think the consensus I've seen, and and uh, this echoes uh, kind of what Jeremy Hill uh, from Wichita State, uh, economist at Wichita State had said at their outlook meeting in October, the, the consensus seems to be if there's a recession, it's going to be a, a shallow one and a, and a quick one. So we can all hope for that, of course. Um, but, you know, we'll get an idea, uh, especially fourth quarter and, and uh, Q1, as we kind of get a sense of corporate profits, um, how that will translate to business jet sales. Um, they're expected to still be good. They had, like I said, they had a great 2022, especially um, compared to what was kind of expected coming into the year. Um, seems to be a consensus on that, that we'll have kind of a, a plateau um, through maybe 2024 into 2025. But then, you know, we're talking a plateau at, at a higher level than than we've been since uh, the Great Recession, really. Um, so uh, steady work. And, and then the second half of the decade, there's expectation that the business jet market will will really pick up. Um, once again, we'll see even higher production rates. So um, from from a macroeconomic standpoint, uh, you know, I think the airlines, their their profits have been looking pretty good, actually. So I think we'll continue to see orders. Um, we'll see um, kind of a, a, a plateau just in terms of level of work on commercial. But that could be good because people can can catch up and fill in gaps that that they haven't had time to do as well. And then we'll see kind of a, a holding steady, hopefully, of, of general aviation and, and business jets. You know, one thing that you and I like always like to keep track of is our, our city's largest employer. It seems to go back and forth between Spirit and Textron. And, you know, who knows from, from one week to the next who, who has more employees. But do you see one gaining more employees than another over the next year? Yeah, I mean, in terms of, I don't know how bold this prediction is, but uh, it would be a prediction. I think uh, 23 could be a year that we see Textron Aviation, at least for a while, overtake Spirit for the number one spot um, in Wichita. They're around, Spirit's around 11,000 locally, um, Textron Aviation's around 10,000, 10,500. Um, but I think just in terms of a hiring demand, um, you know, Spirit's going to be spirits at a they've they've kind of geared up their workforce uh, had been gearing up their workforce in, in anticipation of higher production rates than they're going to see next year. So I think they're at least on the commercial side they're they'll still be defense hiring because defense is going well for them. But um, that they'll be a little slower probably in potential growth next year. And I think there's a chance that Textron Aviation will will need to continue to add people through at least the first half of the year 
um, to a level that that they could overtake uh, that top spot and be uh, maybe our largest employer when our our various lists come out next year. Shelby, one thing that on the economic development side that we're going to cover the heck out of is the is the progress of the proposed biomedical biomedical campus downtown. Everyone we interview or talk with emphasizes what a game changer this is going to be for downtown, recognizing that opening a door couldn't happen before 2026, and if not longer. But talk about 2023 and what you expect to happen there within that, and then other things you see happening in 23. Yes, um, I think in 23, we're going to hear more about this project, no doubt. Um, I think it's possible that we we might find out a potential location for this site, um, certainly, um, we should expect a pretty large footprint. Um, it's been said, commented that it could be a combination of uh, renovation and new construction. So um, we'll definitely be very curious to um, see where that location ends up going. Um, I think we're also going to see some funding uh, proposals in the next year. This is, a, I think, $304 million project. So certainly a lot of money uh, going toward this. So I think we're going to see some funding efforts probably at the state level and at the city level here in Wichita uh, for some financing or some grant requests, that sort of thing, maybe even legislative um, action at the state level. So um, so that will definitely be um, happening in the next year, I would imagine. Um, but then beyond just the the campus itself, which is a really you know unique partnership and a unique concept, we're, we're probably going to have some ancillary and complementary um, services and other providers, you know, wanting to get to get in on this project and locate nearby. So um, I think we're going to start to see some movement and in, in, in who wants to who wants to do that. Right. Um, I think also in the next year, we might see some more um, focused efforts around the mental health um area, you know, I think there's been some talk around, you know, a state sponsored uh, mental health hospital in Wichita. So anxious to see where that goes um, the next year. So all of those things kind of combined, I think, is setting up for some really interesting stories in healthcare um, to come in the next year. Um, beyond that, you know, I think that we, the story of the year, right, was was workforce and and everybody's hiring efforts and, and healthcare is is definitely um, up there, you know, we have, we, we saw a lot of, um, healthcare providers leaning on contracts with staffing agencies for, for nurses. And that has really had a, a huge impact on their, on their resources and their budgets. I think we're going to start to see some moving away from that in the next year, and maybe some, some new regulations at the state level to try to, uh, fix the, the issue that we saw, uh, post COVID, so that will definitely be a story, I think, in the next year in the healthcare area as well. Uh, and let me ask this, and Josh may want to jump in on this as well. Uh, Riverfront Stadium development around the stadium uh, has certainly been a newsmaker here in the last part of the year after the sale of the ball club. Um, but the the ownership group and a separate group is keeping the four acres of land around the stadium to develop but development really hadn't started and it's behind. Uh, what do you think we might see in 2023 from a commercial real estate or development perspective uh, around the ballpark? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely brought up some really interesting points with this new ownership. You know, if, if whether or not 
um, the Wichita Riverfront LP group of Jordan Cobritz and and Jane and and EPC Real Estate, you know, whether or not their feet is being held to the fire um, here on the the development. You know, they have this agreement with the city. Um, so and we understand there's been some some issues, some um, disagreements, it sounds like. So, um, yeah, you know, I, they I believe, according to that agreement, are, are supposed to start work. So, um, you know, we've got lots of questions, I think, in terms of um, where that project is headed. And then uh, on this in the same vein, the the development on the, the um, northeast end of the ballpark, the uh, ballpark village with George Laham. His, his group and some other partners that have just recently got involved in that. So um, that project um, as well has a timeline on it, but, uh, and it's, it's growing nearer, you know, uh, they still have time left on the clock to start working. But um, I think it's possible that in the next year, you know, maybe those two can build off of each other, those two sites uh, as one goes up, I think the other will, will kind of get some residual interest and attraction. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll see lots of questions that we have, I know, and lots of questions that readers have. So I'm anxious to dig into that next year for sure. Josh, away from stadium development, what in commercial real estate interests you in 2023? Uh, I'm looking at, I uh, mentioned ICT 21, the industrial district in North Wichita. I'm looking at what other, who's the next tenant? I know they were, you know, earlier this year, they were looking at, you know, maybe having some some additional folks signed by the close of this year. We're almost there. So do are they able to land another big name local or or is it somebody based in another part of the US like JTM Foods was? Uh, I'm looking at that. Um also some really interesting developments. I'm thinking Layham on, on East 13th and East Wichita. You know, we had coverage of that, uh, bringing Mocus over as, as their first, um, you know, business, you know, where, how does that move forward over the course of 2023? Um, I think there's a couple of those, those areas that, that will be really fascinating. And we talked about the macroeconomic factors. How much does that impact Wichita? How much does that impact these goals and timelines on these these major efforts from downtown to North Wichita to East Wichita to the West Side, I I think there's there's some unknowns there. I think there's some cautious optimism that these projects will continue to advance and 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 do well. But but we'll see. Another one I, I got to mention is Heritage Square out in Andover. Um, you know, you drive out out east. You you know earlier this year as I did and visited the site. You, it's it's kind of remarkable to see what they're doing uh, out at Andover with that. Uh, Jerry Jones said he was hoping to get businesses in as early as you know summer 2023 uh, out at Heritage Square. So uh, that's something I'm I'm watching as well is is how that site you know comes comes to fruition and what it's able to do. So so several several things just going to be fascinating to watch. Each of you take about one minute and talk about your other major beat. Uh, Daniel, start with Coke Industries. Yeah, Coke was fascinating to watch this year, um, uh, prim primarily, at least for me, because of their um, obvious interest in uh, uh, the battery market for electric vehicles. They've invested uh, billions through various of their uh, uh, investment subsidiaries. Um, and so really kind of put a clear path towards being a major player, um, particularly in the supply chain side and the battery manufacturing side um, for electric vehicles. So um, that was interesting to watch. And then overall, just their their total growth, they uh, were able to pretty significantly increase um, revenues in their last fiscal year, um, as we reported on earlier uh, in 2022. So um, they've they found opportunities in, in 
various emerging markets and and have have capitalized on those. So I think we'll continue to see. Obviously, you know they're they're uh, they're always in M and A mode. So we'll we'll see uh, continued acquisition by them. But it's been interesting to watch the the markets that they've become more heavily involved in, and and it'll be interesting to see um, kind of how they expand and solidify that foothold next year. Shelby, you've brought up a lot of healthcare uh, topics already. Anything else in 23 interest you? Um, well, I, I do think that um, we're going to see some more activity in the direct primary care provider um, realm. Um, we've had a lot of openings in the last couple of years, and I think that's going to continue to push um, into 2023 in terms of um, just, you know, doctor's office, pri primary care providers, that sort of thing. Um, and then bringing back the, the child care topic a little bit, <clears throat> I think we're going to start to hear some really exciting solutions um, driven by employers uh, next year. Um, there's some really intentional efforts to address this issue that I think will, will bear some fruit. So I think that will definitely be an exciting um, coverage area for us next year in economic development. Josh, what about banking? Uh, I think it's and what a, what a difference a year makes, you know, with our major financial institutions. You know, a year ago there was still a lot of stimulus dollars that were out there. You know, all, all the checks we were all receiving. You know, a lot of people, folks were putting that, making deposits, putting that in the bank. You know, a year later things have changed uh, significantly. So uh, it's something to watch how the major credit unions, the major banks in this the city, how they continue to navigate that as as deposits. Uh, are, are reduced, uh, especially if we do enter a recession, even a mild one. Um, that, you know, again, that being said, it's, you know, with larger perspective and, and talking with with figures in that space, you know, you don't get a sense that it's, you know, the doom and gloom. But but I, I again, I think it's something to watch. And I, and I would absolutely watch your smaller financial institutions, you know, are they more vulnerable to to these shifts in activity, um, gosh, we're seeing credit card debt just just skyrocket on a national basis. I think we just had retail numbers come out nationally that were below expectations. The consumer is hurting more than they have in a while nationally because of inflation, et cetera. And we're not immune to that in this city. So so how does that impact our financial institutions, and how are they able to help uh, you know average Jane and Joe, but then also small businesses navigate these times? Uh, let's make some bold predictions, unlike last year. Let's go ahead and put our put our necks out there um, and and talk about either big things or big things from people we see happening in 2023. Daniel, you get to lead off. They can be on your beat. They don't have to be on your beat. Daniel, go ahead. Yeah, well, in, in aviation, and we discussed already a lot on the civil side, um, next year will be interesting to watch um, on the defense side. We have some pretty important programs that are maturing um, for Spirit and other local defense contractors, subcontractors. We had the B-2 bomber rollout um, here recently, so that program will begin to pick up speed. And then uh, Textron's Bell unit won the uh, Flora helicopter award from the Army. Um, so if that award stands and they start to to work towards um, uh, full lot production, uh, the, the production, you know, you got to start years in advance to be ready for for a contract like this. So um, we could see some maturity there. Um, I'll also be watching kind of continued growth uh, in the MRO space. 
um, maintenance, repair, and overhaul. We've seen a lot of growth there in the last couple of years. Um, Kansas Modification Center and IR, other companies doing things like that. Um, folks to watch, it'll be a big year for uh, Tom Gentili as Spirit CEO. Um, he will also be chairman of the Aerospace Industries Association in 2023 and uh, it's a that board is a a who's who of aerospace and defense um so uh, we'll have a pretty important seat at that table um but i think maybe and it's possibly flying under the radar but i think um a, a name to remember and something to watch um rob Scholl is president ceo of e-aviation at uh textron aviation um, and so I'll throw uh, too much parlance at you here, but um, they're looking at EVATOL, which is electrical vertical takeoff and landing for urban air mobility. So flying taxis, um, basically think of it as flying taxis. Um, that's a young market. It's a tricky market. Um, I think we'll see players come and go um, as it kind of gets its legs underneath it, uh, much as we saw with uh, a lot of these efforts to try and return supersonic travel. Um, that have kind of come and gone in the past several years. Um, but if if Textron can get a real hold in that in that potential market, uh, and it's a huge potential market, and have that based here in Wichita, um, it could be, you know, the the groundwork laid for that this year could we could look back in in 10 years and and realize, you know, just how important Rob and the work his team does now. Uh, could be for future production and, and future projects out of Wichita. So those are all things I'll be watching uh, pretty closely on top of maybe, like I said, Textron taking over Spirit at, at number one on the employment list. Um, and uh, other than that, uh, I think we'll just see uh, mostly steadiness. And really importantly for us, I think we'll see an easing to supply chain constraints, which I think uh, even from just a consumer standpoint, but certainly from a manufacturing supply base standpoint, that's going to be a huge weight off people's shoulders. And I think we'll see some real um, solidifying of of uh, supply lines in 2023. Shelby, bold predictions or newsmakers for next year? You know, I think I've I've debated whether or not the wind surge is going to get a new name next year um, with this new ownership. Uh, that would be a pretty bold prediction if we could throw out a name idea. Uh, beyond that, I guess I'll make a bold prediction here. I, you know, we've been theorizing where this biomedical campus could be uh, downtown, and um, we we have some thoughts that it could be going Um at the site of the um, bus terminal that will be in the future relocating to the multimodal center by the Riverfront Stadium. Um, so I think that's there on Topeka, um, south of, of Douglas. You know, to Josh's point earlier, we've had a lot of downtown development news and surprisingly a lot of that's been south of Douglas, which I think was um, uh, unusual. So there's my bold prediction. Josh, how about your bold predictions or newsmakers? I'm going to say it. I don't know if this is that bold. I, I'm going to be glass half full and say, generally speaking, Wichita navigates even a light, you know, re recession could be light, could be moderate this year. I think we navigate it well. I'm going to piggyback on, you know, Daniel's reporting over these last several months. I think we've had some, in some parts of our aviation sector, some really positive news that I think is going to impact the overall economy in a positive way here. So I'm going to I'm going to say Wichita in comparison to other metros uh, in other parts of the country is going to, to to do well. And we'll look back at this year as a 
as may, you know, definitely some tough times, but inflation easing and this community, you know, from a business standpoint, uh, having, having a, a relatively speaking good 2023. Josh Witt, optimistic reporter. Yes. A baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just throw in my two cents. I, I think this is, this is not a really a bold prediction, but the winner of the mayoral race in November is going to be the newsmaker. I don't, I think a very, I think a fascinating mayoral race is ahead of us in 2023, just depending on who runs and is there a Lindy Wells type third candidate uh, who could gum up the works for whomever. Uh, it's much too early to figure out who's going to win this thing. Um, and I also think the Kansas legislature is a big story. Uh, Shelby's alluded to it, in the, but there are so many things that affect Wichita in, in the spring session, the mental, possible mental health hospital, um, the biomedical campus, the, the legislature needs to sign off on its, its part and get behind it. That's it for us for 2022. Uh, Happy New Year to the three of you, Daniel McCoy, Shelby Kellerman, Josh Witt. You all have had tremendous years uh, writing and reporting for the Wichita Business Journal. Thank you for your efforts. They are, they are really appreciated, and we will look forward to 2023. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 290. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. This Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe, especially on the New Year's holiday and Happy New Year. Have a profitable week.